Just while they go through, also a reminder, it's come up a few times, the um, European Equip, which is in Utrecht uh, in May. You are welcome to go to that. The details should be up. We'll pop it up at the end of the meeting as well, just to book for that. I know that, I mean, there's a fairly sizable group going from here. Um, the places are filling up, so uh, I know some of the hotels are already booked, but um, just take a note of that if you're still keen to do that. If you want to know anything more about it, just speak to me. We'll explain that to you as well. Um, and then just today's uh, bring a chair lunch. You're welcome to stay. Even if you haven't got food, you're welcome to stay because there is plenty. We've got stuff cooking at the moment, so that's uh, good. I'm going to pray, then I'll get straight on with this morning's preach. Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you your word is true. I thank you your word is a solid foundation that we can apply and live our lives from. This morning, Lord, as we look at your word and as you speak to us, we ask that we would embrace the things that you're speaking uh, that we would be transformed and be strengthened and encouraged and built up in you. Lord Jesus, we ask that our lives would be transformed from today onwards for the sake of your glory and your kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. So the last uh, two weeks we've been, we looked, not last week, the week before, remember we looked at what we entitled Reaching Out, that we should... Um, uh, just off the back of all of the other stuff we've been doing, that we should intentionally involve ourselves in the lives of those around us. Uh, that the scripture, remember, it says that the harvest fields are white and ready, and we are to be those workers that go in. So if we change our thinking to think that actually the harvest field is his, the world, uh, I know the, there's the prince of this air and everything else, but scripture says that the harvest, he is the Lord of the harvest and he sends workers out into his harvest field, which means that the world is his harvest field and we're not trespassing when we go into the world. I know the world would t- tell us that, but we're not. It's his harvest field and we to engage and intentionally live our lives connected and connected with the communities and the people around us because they need Jesus. And Jesus works through us. And so that was the first week of the three, which is intentionally reaching out, uh, positioning ourselves to be used by God, looking at Colossians chapter 4, verse 1 to 5. And then last week we looked at reaching, what I entitled reaching in, looking at the importance of community and discipleship, that as we grow, we need to, uh, I know sometimes when people are away, we kind of think, well, the growth, but there is growth. And so when we, um, when we understand that, that as we grow, we also need to multiply small communities of that's why we have home groups because that's where we uh, live our lives together where we are where we are known and we know others where we love and are loved where we are discipled and disciple others and we grow in that and the importance of that and so that was last week so it's reach out reach in and today we're looking at reach beyond which uh, in essence is about pioneering and I know as soon as you say pioneering, you have all sorts of different things. I think Katie's first impression would probably be the American pioneers of kind of those, those people. Uh, but all of us will probably have different things. And some would think pioneering, that's not me. I'm too old. I'm not doing that. Or I can't do that. But actually, it's not that at all. Let, let's just look at it. And that I, I believe pioneering needs to be a lifestyle, not an event. Uh, and also not just a section of our life, but continual. And the pioneering can be geographical, but it is also through things of what we call to do, and what God says for us to do. As It could be as simple as uh, pioneering in how we think, because pioneering means to, to, to be cutting edge, to go where you've not gone before, 
to to be a, a, a someone who, who breaks ground, a groundbreaker, unconventional. We're not, we've not been this way, we've not done it like that, and so we're going that way, we're doing that. And it can be in our thinking, but it is also sometimes more often than not used in the context of going out and doing something that is outside of what we've normally done. And so we're going to look at some of those things this morning. But it's intrinsically linked to faith and courage. You can't pioneer without faith and courage. You can't even, be, the, the reason is because if we understand what it means to, to go beyond, to go in a direction we've not been before, or go somewhere where we've not been before, or be involved in a ministry we've not been involved in before, or, or approach something from a completely different perspective that we've never done before, we need courage and faith. <coughs> Remember, towards the beginning of the year, we looked, uh, I looked at the thing of the, the fact that we are to look back with thankfulness at the, remember the memorials of God with Joshua and the nation of Israel crossing the Red Sea, so that we can look up to Jesus with faith in order that we can look forward with courage. And we require courage and faith to do and be all that God's called us to do and be. And so this morning, as we look at pioneering, we need courage. And faith, not courage of I'm, I'm going to do this, but actually courage and faith in God. And you don't need courage and faith if it's easy. You don't need courage if it's not scary or intimidating, because it, you don't need courage. Is something that we need because there's an impossible or something that is we facing that is not what we normally face. That makes sense. I know that there's nothing new under the sun. But there's a lot of things that we've never faced that we will face. And as the society we live in changes, actually we're going to have to pioneer in daily living. Purely living according to God's word in our society requires us to go where we've never been before. To pioneer in how we think and how we do things. To, to reach beyond what we normally do. To, to live in a way that is in, is in line with the truth of God's word and the spirit of God's word takes courage, takes faith, and takes change. And I know that I love change, but not everybody finds change easy. But that's why we need courage and faith. And we need to change when we pioneer. If you just look at Luke chapter 6, it's not this morning's scripture, but Luke chapter 6 uh, 27 through to, to, to 36 speaks about what it means to live according to Jesus, where he gives us different way of looking at things, where you love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, bless those who curse you. If someone asks, uh, asks for your, your coat, give them your tunic as well. If someone asks you to go a mile, you, give, you go with them further. That whole passage speaks about living in a way that goes beyond what we've normally done. So that we reflect him. That is pioneering in how we live. Because if someone strikes you on the cheek, you turn the other one. You think, well, that's just Christian living. Yeah, well, Christian living requires pioneering. So if you're scared of the word pioneering, but you're living according to Jesus' way and his word... Can I say, you're already pioneering. So don't be scared. And just the, 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 the word that um, uh, Jen brought about the, the picture of the Mel Gibson and the, and the Scottish and everything else, is like it's not too rah-rah and um, kind of 
I don't know what the word is, rah rah sap. I don't know what did you use? It's like it, because actually he's already won the victory, and we live in that. And so as we pioneer, we're living from that place of living God's way because He's made the way possible. If you think of the parable that Jesus told of the Good Samaritan, now we read that and we understand all the, but but the essence of what happened is the Good Samaritan did something that he had never done before. He wasn't supposed to deal with those people. And so you see how just simple things, if we understand pioneering isn't just going to, isn't just going to another nation or going, and it does include that, and we'll look at that. But if we limit it to that, then we can so often remove ourselves from that. That makes sense? But if we live with a pioneering lifestyle of God, whatever you say, I'm going to do. Wherever you lead, I'm going to go. Whatever you require, I'm going to give. It encompasses everything from our personal lives to corporately and to beyond our borders. Could be getting involved in something in the life of the church that you've never been involved in before. Not because you think, well, let me just do this. But because God says. Because there's a stirring of God and you're saying, actually, I want you to go. And you think, because pioneering is quite daunting. If you ever face something and you think, I've never done this before, but I know I need to, there's that, it's that bit of a daunting feeling of, can I do this? You see, the, the, the important thing is to know what God has said and step out into that. And what's pioneering for one person might not seem that for someone else. But the thing is this, it's not about comparison. It's about obedience and faith. Are you being obedient to the areas that God is requiring from you to step out into? That's all. Don't compare to someone else. Because God's got a journey for them. And the areas that they might feel that that's daunting and it's pioneering in my way of thinking and everything else. And you think, but I've been there already. So don't compare. It's an issue of obedience and faith for you as you respond to what God says. Just like for me as I respond to what God says. But as we step out, we step out believing in him. It does also involve going beyond our boundaries. Reaching beyond where we are. In one sense of sending teams, going ourselves to beyond the boundaries of our town, beyond the boundaries of our region, beyond the boundaries of our nation. And God calls us to that, to either go long-term, short-term, as part of a team, on a day, whatever it is. Things like when we went up to London to support the guys who are planting in Hampstead Heath, we went there, and, and there were 17 of us went, we've not done that before. We've done it, but others might not have. And so actually, there we go. That's pioneering in a sense. Going through to Bristol and the guys there. Going through, and this morning in the pre-service prayer meeting, we prayed for those who are part of the translocal team that we partner with and are part of that are going into Portugal and Italy this week for the first time since before COVID. They haven't been able to connect with them since then. So that's going beyond the borders, beyond the boundaries, new connections, new relationships. Why? To preach the gospel, to encourage the church, to raise up those who need to step into the fullness of God. So for each one of us, that might be something like that, going beyond the boundaries. It might be going beyond the boundaries of your comfort zone. I was speaking to those around you in the community that, that you've never spoken to before. A couple of weeks ago, we had John and Saule with us 
from Central Asia, who John from Hirsale from there, who, who've gone there, sent from us to go and pioneer, to go and start a work of God, a, a Christian community of faith in that country. That's pioneering. They've not done that before. We've not sent someone there before. That's pioneering and it's part of our inheritance. So it does include going beyond the boundaries. And I think that's also for every single one of us. But it also means that we start here in Jerusalem. So there's pioneering that needs to be done in our living and reaching the community of Crawley and beyond. There's pioneering that needs to be done in our reaching the communities beyond Sussex, beyond the UK, into the nations of the world. And that's what God's called us to. And it requires courage, faith, and obedience. And it's a lifestyle of following him. We can look at scripture and we can see many accounts of where people have done that. And you see, it's, it's not just one part of pioneering or the other, it's both. It's all. That's the adventure of, of living wholeheartedly for Jesus. That's the adventure of saying, God, what you say I'm going to do. If you look at Abraham... Abraham tells us in Genesis chapter 12, but also in Hebrews chapter 11, verse, verse 8, uh, where God speaks to him and says, leave your, the land of your fathers and go to the land I will show you. And Hebrews tells us this, that Abraham obeyed and went even though he did not know where he was going. But he heard God and went. What is God saying? And what is our response? Joshua chapter 1 Verse 2, God says to Joshua that Moses, my servant, is dead. Now you and all these people get ready because to cross the Jordan into the promised land that I'm about to give you. And then in Joshua chapter 3, verse 4, God says to him again, he says, as the ark, well, God gives Joshua the, 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 the plan, and he says, as the ark goes into the river, or as the ark goes forward, follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. That's pioneering. But do you, do you know what the key is? And you can look at Ezra and Nehemiah, Philip, when God told Philip to go on the desert road. Didn't know what he's going there for, but he obeyed in faith. Ethiopian eunuch gets saved, gets baptized, and then he's transported to somewhere else. Peter, with the, 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 the sheet that comes down, to go to minister to Cornelius, the Gentile. Never been there before. Never done that before. Groundbreaking pioneering. When you look at all of those things, every time it requires a giving up something and a stepping into and following God's voice. And so when, Ab- when God spoke to Abraham, he says, leave here and go there. When he speaks to Joshua, he says, you've been there enough, now go here. Cross the Jordan. Go to where it is. And in every account, and the same is true for us, they hear God's voice and then they move as God leads. You see, the picture of the ark going is the picture of the presence of God. And, where the, and it says, follow him. Follow the presence of God. Follow God's leading. Then you'll know which way to go. Then you'll know where I'm leading because you've never been there before. But the thing is, God's been there. 
God knows where he's leading you. He knows what he, you need. And where he leads, where he requires us to go, he gives us the grace and the ability to do and be and, and find a strategy to do what he's called us to do. But we need to hear his word and move with him. Because he shows us where. He shows us how. He brings peace and security because he's been there. And what he requires from us is faith and obedience. Because he is God and we are not. And everything he leads us to is for our good and for his kingdom. If you look at most of Acts, is about the believers doing and going where they've not been before. And then they go back and visit the places, I know that. But most of it is following God's leading and showing, God showing them where to go. Abraham didn't know where he was going. He believed God and obeyed God and with faith and courage went. You see, there's a difference between living a lifestyle of pioneering with God as to living a lifestyle of pioneering without him. The world, there are lots of incredible pioneers in the world. And they do all sorts of things and break open all sorts of things. But it's their wisdom and it's their glory. You see, when we pioneer with God, we will do the impossible, see the incredible, and the miracles that He does, and the doors that He opens, and it's His glory. He gets the glory. He reveals the plan. He's the one who shows us. And so what we need to do is follow his presence. It requires faith, not presumption. Faith. Every time we see in Scripture where someone has presumed this is what God has said or presumed that's the way to do it because it's been done before, disaster happens. Faith requires hearing God's voice and stepping in obedience to him, humbly trusting him, humbly accepting he's the one who does it, inquiring of him, God, where? God, how? I'm obeying, now what? God, show me. God, give me a strategy. There's so many people I've spoken to who've, who've gone and we've sent and, and say, well, I'm in this situation. I don't know what to do. It's like, well, ask God. Ask God what to do. I remember when we first moved into this building, there was some challenge with, with different things because, I mean, it didn't look like this and everything else. And some people would say to me, I don't know how it's going to work. I said, well, do you believe God's given us the building? Yes. Well, then believe that God will show us. Yes. How are we going to reach Crawley? I don't know everything. Do you believe God's called you to Crawley? Yes. Then ask him, he'll show you. How are you going to reach your neighbors? Well, I don't know them. It's like, well, do you believe God's got you there at that place for this time? Yes. Well, then ask God. And whatever God says, you, and with courage and faith and obedience, you do. That's pioneering on your doorstep. That's pioneering as we go beyond Whatever it is for you in your life, whatever it is that it, for us corporately, it requires leaving. It requires a cost. It does. Why? Because everything else is about ourselves and our kingdom. But when we say, God, it's you and your kingdom, whatever you tell us to do, it will cost. 
It might cost you relationally. It might cost you financially. It might cost you emotionally. It might even cost you physically, your life. But if you're doing what God's called you to do, there's no better place to live. There's no better way to live than faithful obedience with courage in what he's called us to. And it can be daunting. Even a simple thing of changing how we think to line up with the truth of God's word can be daunting. Why? Because we get so used to how we've thought before. We get so comfortable with the things that we faced before. Sometimes even... I might offend some, but anyway. Sometimes we get comfortable with our sickness or our restrictions on our lives. We met a person once who many, many years ago, none of you would know them, and uh, we were asked to pray with someone else for them, and this person was deaf and had been deaf their whole life. eh? And it came that, and she had been prayed for so many times. And her parents were desperate. She was an adult. But she didn't want to hear because it was unknown and because she was comfortable reaching the people she knew being deaf. It wasn't, well, God's told me this. It was a wrestle within. And you see, so that that same principle, so, so often we can become so used to the world we live in with our thoughts, with our attitudes, with our the way we've always done things that to do something else then alone going to the other side of the world to do something else in your life today in a way of thinking can be incredibly daunting but if it lines up with scripture there will be freedom and God will help and God will bring you to that place of freedom and joy maybe that you've never experienced before and it's a process sometimes but it's a process of stepping in obedience and the small And then God moves, stepping in obedience to the next. You see, when Jesus speaks about faith, because it's an issue of faith and courage, when Jesus speaks about faith, he uses the analogy of what? One of the analogies, the mustard seed. And so often we can, and I think church um, society, church community has done this before, and I don't think it's always helpful, uh, speaking about kind of the hyper-faith guys and And then people can get so worked up because they think they need huge faith. I think God uses the picture of the mustard seed because what happens is the mustard seed is planted. That's the first step. We need faith. We don't need all the time great faith. We need faith in a great God. And our obedience is planting the seed. That's our first step of faith, is to plant the seed. Then what happens? That grows and we, as we take another step. You see, for me, there's, a, there's this journey of faith. That as we're obedient with the small, as we're obedient with God saying, I want you to speak to your neighbor. We might feel God's called us to go to the other side of the world, to preach to an unreached people group. And we think, how on earth can we do that? And God says, I want you to speak to your neighbor. That's the mustard seed. Let me speak to them. And as we're obedient, we see God move, and then it grows, and it grows as we walk in obedience. Does that make sense? You see, when we we can think pioneer, and we think out there, 
But God says, start here. That's why I believe pioneering is in our daily living as well as across the borders. As we obey with truth, obey to, uh, uh, with faith and courage, it's like the seed is sown and then it increases. And what happens when you see God move? Your faith is increased, your boldness and your courage is increased and you step out further. And you step out further. And we see God do incredible things. Why? Because we responded to what he said. Not what we presumed, not what we've thought up, not what we think is a good idea. But God, what have you said? We have to listen to what God has said. Scripture tells us when we are faithful with worldly wealth, he'll entrust us with true riches. When we're faithful with a little, he'll entrust us with greater. When we're faithful with someone else's belongings, he'll give us our own. What's that principle? It's growth. The small, faithful, God increases. Too often we want that without this. God's saying, I've just asked you to speak to your neighbor. That's where you're at. And he'll lead us and help us in that. So listen to what God is saying. We can't make that up. We have to listen to him and ask him. And God speaks and God shows. What does his word say? What is the spirit of what he's saying? You see, sometimes we can even have honorable motivations for stepping out and doing stuff. Like David. David, If you think of David, David said, God, I will build you a house. I will build your temple. Honorable. Loves God. He, he was living in palaces and, ha- and God's, the, they were still meeting, the meeting place was still in a tent. And he says, I, I'm going to build the temple for God. Honorable. What does God say? No. Your son's going to build the temple. David didn't get all in a huff and think, well, that's it. I'm not doing anything. Well, then if my son's going to do it, let my son do it. He recognized that even though his intention was honorable, it wasn't God's way. And God's way was that his son would do it. So what did he do? He spent the rest of his life preparing and setting his son up to be able to do what God has spoken over him. Not sulking in a corner, not stopping and saying, well, that's it. I'm just going to rest now. It's like, actually, okay, that passion was there, recognizing God was going to use someone else. So he spent his time building, setting stuff aside, plans, so that what God would do in his time was done. That's as pioneering as much as Solomon building it himself. So you see, our intentions can be good. But is it what God has said? Because if it isn't God's voice and it isn't God's way, we're not going to succeed. Maybe in God's grace he succeeds, but he's to get the glory, not us. So for you and I, it could be new areas of ministry. It could be new workplaces that you go and work. It could be a new a way of approaching something, a new way of thinking about something, a new attitude, going to visit or encourage another church or whatever it is. What is God asking of you? What is God asking of you? And how are you responding? I think the picture that Katie had of the dad with the, the something in one hand and, and, and she's saying it's not that God's withholding out of meanness. It's God will give the gift, but he knows the right time, the right way, the right place for your good. So what is God saying? What is God asking of you?
And no matter who you are, no matter how old or how young, or what's gone before, God still wants to use you to do new things. And he speaks. You've just got to say, help me to listen. And then we respond with courage and faith. God has always spoken to us as a church of not holding back, not doing things because others have done them. He's spoken to us about being a prototype, being people that think and do what he tells us to do. Not because we've done it before, not because it's a good plan or it's worked somewhere else, or it hasn't worked somewhere else. Not, not doing something different just because we have done it before. That's why even the, even the Easter brunch, I know we normally do that, but ask Lisa, ask my home group. I've been wrestling with God, do we do this again in this format? Or do we do it differently? Not, not doing it because it, it's wonderful and it works every time. Not works every time, but you know, we, we have a good time. It's like, I don't want to do it because we've done it before, but I also don't want to not do it because we have done it. You know what I'm saying? My man might be weird. But that's our life. Of, and that's what God's spoken over us as a church, is to break ground, even in the day-to-day, in how we approach things. And it does mean it, it looked different, and it, and it does mean that if you're part of this church, there is change, and it's not always comfortable. But it's God, what do you say? Because what God says, then we follow, God blesses, God moves. And it might not be anything like we think. But if God has said, that's fine. We've just in obedience with him. If it turns out or in a completely different way, that's okay. Because it's not my plan. We've prayed, we've asked God, God what, God how, God when. We trust you, God. And he's done it before. So as we end off this morning, can I ask a question? When was the last time you did something for the first time that God asked? When was the last time you did something for the first time that God asked you? Or if you're thinking, well, not thinking, thinking. If you're thinking, God, I don't know, then just ask, what was the last thing God told you to do? And have you done that? Because if he said something and you've not been obedient in faith, Maybe he's waiting for your faithful obedience before he opens up something else. I know it takes courage. I know it can be daunting. But we, we have faith in an incredible God. The only true God. The King of kings. The Lord of the lords. The one who's won the victory that death could not hold. Darkness trembles. All those things. Why? Because he is God. And he's, he, Jesus holds the key of death and Hades. He's won the victory. And he's set you free to live as he's called you to live. And what he calls you to do, you can do when you do it with him. But that's the importance of what I spoke about last week. He doesn't expect you to do it with him on your own. He puts you in community. So that together we walk and do what God's called us to do. We disciple this faith, there's obedience, there's humility, there's community, there's God. You've said, God, I will follow. That's why it's important to hear him and not presume. To hear his voice and do what he's told you to do. So what about you? What about me? What about us? I'd say in some ways the same as what God said to the nation of Israel and Joshua. Get ready to move because I want to lead you to where and into things that you've not done before. Ways we've not seen before. 
requires us to hear his voice and follow him close. As the ark went, follow the ark. That's the way you'll know. As God says, follow him. That's the way you'll know which way to go. His presence going with you, you'll be able to see. The peace of God that transcends understanding will lead us. And he will guide our steps and show us the next step. Don't rush ahead of him. Don't lag behind. Don't dig your heels in. And don't drag someone else. God, what are you saying? I need to follow. And step with the Spirit. Led by the Spirit. The presence leads. We follow. He gets the glory. And we live this incredible life of following him, which is an adventure. Pioneering day to day. On your doorstep and to the nations of the world. Why? Because God has got things for you to do. For us to do. That might be something we've never done before. And it probably will turn out like we've never expected. For his glory and for his kingdom. What is God stirring in your heart? What do you need to leave behind in order to move forward? And are you humbly following him? Trusting him, counting the cost, and taking the step with courage and faith. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you that you don't leave us to figure things out on our own, but you've given us your Holy Spirit who walks alongside us, who's in us, who we can speak with, that leads and reveals your truth. Lord, I pray for every single one of us, those who are here, those who are not with us this morning. Lord, we pray for every single person who's part of Christ Church, that our ears would be open to what you have been saying and what you are saying. And Lord, that we would step into what you've called us to with faith and courage, humility and grace together. Lord, I pray for breakthroughs in our day-to-day living in people's thinking, in people's emotions, in people's view, in people's what you're saying today with regard to here, what you're saying for nations beyond. God, the huge and the comparatively small. Lord, we still need faith. We still need courage. Give us that, Lord. Faith is a gift from you, God. Give us faith. That as you give it to us, even so small as a mustard seed, we will obediently sow it and see it grow. Father, I pray for those this morning who might in some ways be trembling because it's so daunting. And they've not been this way before, don't know what the future holds. God, I thank you that we can rest in the security that you are God. You know the beginning from the end. And where you call us, you equip us, you make a way, and you protect, you lead, you guide, you provide. Lord, this morning we surrender our lives to you and we ask, lead us, speak with us, and help us to respond with courage, faith, and humility that you would get the glory, that your kingdom would come. And this town, this nation and beyond would be transformed by the power of your spirit moving as the gospel is preached. Use us, Lord, for your glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. Thank you. Please join us for tea and coffee.